0: Right, I can tell you the email though, because I was still his first role, so he can Google our Twitter account. It's poorly deformed <laughs> I am poorly deformed. That can't such of a account. terrible stuff. Don't
1: Google poorly <laughs> deformed, you don't know what's gonna go. It's going to come oh, up, I'm yeah. very depressing.
2: Welcome to the Employee Informed podcast. Uh, I'm your host this week, Max. I'm here with Theo, Peter, and Will. Uh, This week, because it's uh, it's almost Christmas, we're going to be talking about a Christmassy topic of consumerism and whether having a consumerist culture or any more increasingly consumerist culture is a positive or a negative thing. Um, So, I suppose I should just define what a consumerist culture is. So, according to the first result on Google, it is, uh, consumerist culture can be broadly defined as a culture where so- social status, values, and activities are centred on the consumption of goods and services. I would like to say that
1: I just looked over at Will's phone and he just had consumerism googled. He hadn't even clicked on
0: when He literally <laughs> just googled it. So, high-quality debate, I think, today.
1: So, Will, what's
2: your opinion? <laughs> well,
0: my opinion, opinion that has been formed in the 15 seconds since I started googling it. No. Um, my general opinion of consumerism is, it aligns with my political beliefs uh, quite closely and I I don't think it's a particularly good thing I think it's he's a dirty communist I'm not a dirty communist um it's one of those things that I think is generally has a negative effect um on both us and the environment and just benefits a very small number of people a lot and everyone else suffers for it so yeah that's my personal opinion on it nice uh so what about you Peter?
1: well uh Literally, I have changed my mind about it in the last 15 seconds. Originally, I was planning on being kind of edgy and, like, oh, I don't know. Now I'm like, nah, consumerism's great. Everyone buy
3: things. That's, no, no, Peter, you just said that because that was my, you literally pulled the rug from under my feet. That was my opinion. I changed my You can't have to... the same opinion as me. I, 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 we, this is, it's like putting North and South Magnet, no, don't, North and North Magnet together.
1: Your your opinion, Theo.
3: I'm gonna be the better man here and I'm actually gonna just say no, I like consumers culture as well. Even though you two and one. <laughs> so there's clearly been lots of
2: research and full planning into this episode. Um so yeah, just consumer consumers culture. What are let's start with Will, because I started with him first and that's given a bit of an advantage because there's two of you. Um what are the disadvantages of consumerism? Why do you think that it's not necessarily a positive thing for
0: society? Okay, so as I think this is the first disadvantage and the first sort of major one, and I think one of the ones that's most obvious, where you can see that it has the biggest effect, is the environment. Um, I've just found a great statistic, which is why I'm pointing out the environment first, of if everyone on the planet um, consumed as much as many resources as the average US citizen, in terms of how much they buy and how much of resources they use. We'd need four planets to sustain us, which, I must say, really supports my point from the other week about space travel being good, but that's beside the point. So I think it's one of those things of the environment is very limited in resources. We are already exploiting it to a level that is unsustainable in the long run. And consumerism is one of those things that I think unnecessarily makes it worse. We do not need consumerism as a society. We need to eat, but we don't need to buy a shiny new thing every single year without fail. We don't need hundreds of these things all in one go. And it's an, I think it's an unnecessary use of resources that are using up um, the what little we have just to sort of be these little trinkets that everyone likes for a little bit and then are thrown away and don't really have a net benefit for society particularly. But Will, new things are
2: cool going to go, I'll, I'll come up from the other week again. It's cool. Don't you like new things?
0: I've got a fancy new laptop right here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because, yes, of course, I buy. In, like, I I also buy into this culture. I just wish you sort of didn't have to because, I mean, with phones, phones, obviously, they last two years and they die. There's almost no way you can get around something like that. And but Could
2: you claim that that's consumerism because is isn't the... Quality of the technology improving, so it's not just um sort of flippant spending. You're spending to get a much better version that will help you, and sort of you know that is an improvement on what you used to have, rather than just buying something for the sake of buying something.
0: Yes, but they're so aggressively marketed by. No one needs a new iPhone every year. Like if you want a smartphone, you are you can. It's not going to be as quite a nice of an experience, but you can use a mid-range Android for a quarter of the price that probably still uses. Chinese factory workers who have suicide nets kind of thing. Um, but you are spending less money and possibly using less resources kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I think because of the um, sort of aggressive marketing, it, it sort of forces this upon people unknowingly. While they may not want necess- or they may not need this new thing, but because they've been told that they do, that has a big impact. And some of the best psychology in the world is done by advertisers. And it just drives this ever Sort of going cycle of using up resources and I just don't think it's good th- a good thing or sustainable
1: um, I Keeping with phones I disagree with you I mean consumerism you're talking about how like, phones are better now phones have good technology and every year they get better and the reason they get better every year is because every year people will buy new phones because they're better so technology is driven by two things, it's been driven by wars and it's been driven by people wanting better shiny things so consumer, consumerism is good if you want to advance quicker. If you want to have even quicker technological progress, we need to buy more. Consume that's more. That's quite
3: a good point, actually, Peter. Because, because technological future- progress is... And you frequently talk about technological progress in artificial intelligence as something favourable will. How do we achieve that without the consumer market with the mass data taken by these advertisers or and psychologists?
1: you have third party or like private space firms... People want to go to space as space tourists, so people are developing new space technologies, and space is cool. You said. And about.
3: yesterday, Virgin Galactic reached the eighty-kilometer atmosphere line. Yeah, space. It's
1: anything it's Elon Musk does is driven by
3: consumerism. No, well, I mean it was um, Virgin Galactic, to be fair. But yes, yeah, basically, and you've got new Elon- a new range of private satellites uh, and
0: low orbit satellites that are about to be launched within the next year. And but Elon Musk's a Bond villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but. I mean, what you're saying is, like, I'm not against, well, okay, I'm not against sort of selling things and buying services. That that makes sense. But when it's done on... That would be very in, communist. <laughs> that's for another time. But when it's something that's sort of done in this cycle where people are buying things that they do not need and that they will not need, you like, things are being sold to specifically force people to buy... Certain items that maybe they do would not otherwise buy if they were not influenced by the need for this new shiny thing. Even maybe the phone is a good example of something that actually you do want to buy every two years because they get much better. But how much better does your kitchen sink get over two years? Who buys a kitchen sink every two years? I'm really struggling to think of an example of something you (laughs) buy that often. Because you know that you've lost this round. No, no,
2: I'm gonna, as the host, the impartial host, I'm gonna help Will. Um, You talk about clothes, you know, fast fashion or whatever and how. People don't need to buy, you know, new clothes every however many weeks or whatever, but people do, and that leads to waste and stuff. Yeah. And you can also, and then it's also to the other extreme of, like, Supreme and other, you know, premium brands where you spend, like, hundreds of pounds on a T-shirt just because it's got a logo on it.
1: But Will just said, oh, you, you're, you, what do you need to buy? What do you actually need? You need, like, a house, some food and some water and some shoes. That's basically it. You don't need anything else. So sure, if any, is anything that's not one of those things, like
0: superfluous
1: consumerism?
0: No, because there is a need for... I mean, in the modern day and age, you can't function without an internet connection. You need an internet connection. You need some device that can get you on the internet.
1: You don't need a sofa, because you can just sit on the floor. Or chairs. Your chairs
0: are necessary. A bit harsh. These, there are some <laughs> basic things. That... Chairs are
2: better than sofas.
0: Get out of here. <laughs> I think, right, well one thing me and Peter can agree on this episode is that they are wrong and sofas are obviously better than chairs. You guys look
3: quite uncomfortable, I'll be honest. You're not sitting easy.
2: I mean, I, they're, they're below us because they're, le- they're, they're leaning back. Peter's in a sort of weird, here. like,
3: right angular position.
0: I'm, like, reclining back. I've got my legs. Yeah, yeah, you do need comfy. a sofa.
1: No one needs a sofa, really. No, but
3: it. Well, for comfortable sitting, I suppose you can make a case that everyone needs everything, couldn't you? You can make a case that you need the latest iPhone because it puts you. it means you have the fastest connection. Whether that's convincing or not, you can. I think beyond sleep, shelter, food, water, and um, uh, something to sustain you mentally or spiritually or whatever, there is a case to be made for needing everything. So. I think that's a bit of a weak argument, sorry, Peter. I I was saying I can't remember whose point that was. Yeah, no. no,
1: I say, like what is a need? Like if everything's if everything is consumerism driz- driven because you don't need anything really. You need very few limited things. Surely everything is driven by consumerism, which is So you're saying that consumerism kind of leads to
2: more choice, so that people can choose what they want, like you know, they can they it may not be a need but people can just have whatever they want, which leads to a higher
1: standard of living. What Will said was, uh, oh we, we don't need this thing. But what do you need? You like actually need very, very little,
2: surely. But there's a clear difference between being able to buy things and a consumerist culture. Like a consumerist culture is where what you have like your culture is defined by what you have and, you know, you so the advertising and sort of you know shopping and things are very big in the sort of society. Whereas one without that would be I can't think of any examples, but you know one where that's not a pivotal part of society and you focus on other things like social well-being and whatever.
3: I think we're talking in vague ide- ideological, rapid ideological terms, if you uh, li- if you like. So you will you're talking from a point of not of. of resources and needs and wants, and Peter was saying, uh, and Max was talking about variety and choice and great, but I think you're not looking at the practicalities and the realities of consumer's culture. So consumer culture keeps millions in employment, for instance. It means we have globalisation, interconnected societies. Um, it means that billions of people have opportunities to improve their standards of living and upward mobility. If we look at it from that side, How is consumer culture a bad thing, especially around Christmas? So, in China, for instance, most of the population is employed in producing goods. A third of Christmas toys in 2015 came from Guangdong province in China. A third. That is keeping the entire Chinese economy in employment. That is a lot of people who are getting an income because we want cheap plastic toys that will break within a month for Christmas.
0: I think personally using the example of China where suicide nets being installed on in factories is a routine thing is, is probably not a good one. Because for me, I great, they're unemployed, but they're in a job that they can't lose because otherwise they're in poverty and they're working ridiculous hours. They're not seeing their family very much.
3: Yes, but that, they were in poverty and in those same cases before Chinese industrialisation. They, they have improved on where they came from. It's not like though they've been manoeuvred down. They're, this is still an improvement on the collectivisation and then before that on, on under Mao and before that under the Republicans, under Chinese democracy in the interwar years, just being beaten by the Japanese or being beaten by the Nationalist Party to work on fields on subsistence, um, agriculture subsistence labour. They are still, despite the suicide net, despite the widely reported cases of Foxconn um, leading Chinese workers to kill themselves they are genuinely still in a
0: better position because of Chinese industrialisation than they were before and it's one of those things where an entire country in a way has been mobilised towards this goal of it supplies the rest of the world but I think that had maybe it been mobilised what if happens if you mobilise a country towards research towards these other things without so much this drive for new shiny stuff I think that it's one of those things where is it really worth it and could there be better alternatives potentially within sight with a slightly different system?
1: Um, you said it's sort of like geared towards manufacturing, like China as a country is geared towards producing things, and you said couldn't it be geared towards research? No, it can't be. Like Generally, jobs can be categorised as primary, secondary, tertiary or quaternary, and you have to go through one to the other, to the other, to the other, like, as a country, as an industry. So primary is farming, mining, logging. And then when that starts with every country, a 100% of people employed in that. Then secondary is manufacturing things. Tertiary is services. And quaternary is research. You can't go straight from primary to, to a quaternary like, country. You have to go through all of the stages beforehand. So the UK, for example, is tertiary trying to move into quaternary.
3: Not very well, to be fair.
1: Like... You most of the people in the UK are employed in services, which is good. It's better than being employed in manufacturing. You can't just skip. You have to move up slowly, incrementally. But I just like to say. So I'll admit. I
2: zoned out a little bit far from what you're saying. But what you're saying is that uh sort of countries go through these steps and, you know, and consum- they move consum- from manufacturing to services.
1: Yeah, and consumers will drive it upwards will drive right. the mobility of whatever. Who's gonna produce all this
2: Could once, say, China, you know, the world's leading manufacturer, and let's say India, that would be the second one, once they've progressed into a services one, who's going to be producing all of these goods for us to consume? Bangladesh, Thailand. Once all of these countries have moved... So so one day
3: day we will be out of countries that can produce at such cheap labour rates. Yeah, because it's
2: already, you know, cost of labour is increasing. In most countries, that's why manufacturing is moving
1: out of China in some cases. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but it's like efficiencies you become so much more efficient so it used to be 100% of people basically had to be employed in farming and now that's down to 10% of the population 5% of the population because we can farm that much more efficiently manufacturing will be the same like a large percentage of the population will be employed in manufacturing it becomes more efficient automation uh until only a small percentage of the country needs to be employed in that and then services will become more efficient less of the country needs to be employed in that so more of the country will be researching will be on uh, quaternary, quaternary
3: sectors dealing with... You like that word,
1: don't you? I can't say it properly, but like dealing with cool robots and space and, I don't know, cool things. So what you're saying is, is in the
3: end, revolution will beget industrial revolution. So yeah. these the problems things become themselves. more efficient,
1: robots, everyone's okay. happy. Like there'll Fair always enough. be some people working in manufacturing,
0: but there'll be much, much less
2: okay
0: yeah well as i'd say is we we have kind of set up these because of the okay i think a lot of this is coming from my fundamental ideological disagreement with many of sort of of the ways that society is currently run because the way i would see it is that we push this sort of the way so this economic system as it were and it it is very much focused towards making short-term large profits in the short term. The long term is very rarely considered because it's not necessary for shareholders. So when you you gear a society towards making money in the short term, things like consumerism is very very beneficial for that because you make a lot of money predictably every year selling the same things with marginal improvements, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's all about shifting as much as possible now and the future is almost entirely irrelevant. Which is why I still think It's still going to, at the end of the day, these things are still going to kill us all, because climate change and this kind of thing is something that directly supports consumerism. You need, for these industries to keep producing this amount of stuff, you still need to be moving it everywhere. You still need to be, this energy has to come from somewhere. You have to be mining these resources. You You can't stop, and it's very, and there's no or little economic incentive to move to greener, ways of supplying these things, and it doesn't make sense efficiency-wise in many cases. And this insatiable demand for resources just is not sustainable. Whether it's a good thing or not, we can't keep going, but we are going to, and we're going to until something disastrous happens, and then, and only then, will it be bad for um, short-term profits, and then something will have to change.
1: Can you give an example of a disastrous thing that could happen from people buying Christmas presents for their friends and family?
0: This is where I tie it into a bigger system. It's it is a capitalist thing, and it is the and the whole system is geared toward and the consumerism is just like some one little cog in the big machine, as it were. And I think as a whole, it's one of those things that does um, suck resources and climate change is a result of this buying all sorts of things and plastic in the oceans filling up we're running out of plastic and we're also our oceans are full of them which is a horrendous situation to be in we're facing the biggest extinction event almost ever and it's directly related to humans um i I think
3: you're, you're you're playing on our emotions a bit to try and persuade us that consumer culture is if we get to the essence of your argument what you're saying is consumer culture causes all these problems therefore it's not worth it
0: I'd say it's a factor in all these problems. I wouldn't say you can't say consumer buying Christmas presents, dead dead poveras, but I think it's one of these things that definitely does contribute towards it.
3: But 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 everything in existence causes other problems. That doesn't mean everything in existence isn't worth it. So 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 what what you're saying is that these problems we have, why not instead of getting rid of consumer culture, why not just try to correct the problems? Because if you look at the good thing, there's a lot of good things in consumer culture. We have variety. You have emotional joy when you open a present you want to receive. Okay, you have the um, you, you you have the high standard of living from choosing a product that is tailored to you and that you want rather than being allocated to you, but or, or choosing from a limited range provided by the state. Um, there's quite a lot of benefits. As i said before, you have employment. You have um, consumer-driven research. You have consumer-driven services. You have consumer-driven innovation. A lot of these good things, I think if we can minimise and control the bad effects, I think the good things outweigh the bad things here. I think it's not fair to say right, it's a disaster, let's move on. Do you know what I mean? If we just give up and change tack,
0: there's a lot of things we can do to correct climate change, for instance.
3: Can
1: I change my opinion? (laughs) Yeah, my
0: thing is that I, I don't think it is possible. I, I think with the way it's going, we we don't have the there's no incentive to change because change isn't economically beneficial. But well, I say so, death is a pretty big incentive. Like, but, but these people won't be around when these disasters happen. We won't be around probably. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean we will be catching the, the beginnings of it yeah. as we are dying. Who I mean, cares
1: then? Yeah can I change my opinion? I'd like to change my opinion to be is This is the third time, fourth time? Second time, third time third time <laughs> consumerism <laughs> is bad. But there's nothing we can do about it. How so? Let's just enjoy buying people jumpers and, like, sparkly things.
3: <laughs> so the East Ant- you've got the East Antarctic ice shelf, which has started, like um, scientists have warned now, starting to melt. If the entire ice shelf melts, there's enough frozen water ice packed into East Antarctica that if it melted... The entire sea level of the Earth would rise by 28 metres. So, and that's the beginnings of the melting of this ice shelf is something that could happen within our lifetime. So, that does nothing for my point, but I thought it's a very interesting, scary fact.
0: Yeah, and there's other things, sort of um, like possible methane release from the oceans and. Various things, because the more ice you melt, the less reflects. So yeah. I, I think climate change is one of those topics that uh, you just, I just I can't be optimistic on. And I think we're all dead from it, no matter what we do now, anyway. But you know, that's that's a cheerful thought. Can it's you imagine joke, living right? life in the sixties when you didn't know climate change existed? Uh, that's
3: that's why well, we, we should go, didn't they? We should go to space. I think they only really made it. It was only really mainstream in the seventies.
0: Well, the late eighties was in it. Well, the fossil fuel companies were building their headquarters to account for sea level rise since the nineteen eighties which is really something I found quite interesting, because they're still denying it to an extent now.
3: So under Reagan, they lobbied um, Conservatives so hard, and they've lobbied Conservative Senators so hard, that they persuaded that that meant the top of the Republican Party has started to pretend climate change isn't that big a deal, and that's filtered down to the grassroots level, just not believing in climate change at all. So the fossil fuel firms are indirectly financing... And quite knowingly financing climate change denial.
0: Absolutely, it's in their economic interest to do yeah. so, yeah.
3: which is sad. Although Royal Dutch Shell did announce quite an innovative plan last week to work towards renewables. However, it's
0: that is—I I would say—that's mainly just PR. If it wasn't profitable to start moving towards renewables, I don't think they would. I think you're cynical. Yeah, I think I think, I think it,
2: right. it will get profitable to move towards
3: renewables
0: yeah, as technology
2: yeah. develops. But when that's too late. No. But well,
3: okay. the UK last year had one, maybe two days where it didn't use any coal uh, fuel power at all. It might yeah, have it been. It was gas. No, <laughs> like, yeah, we did. use a lot gas, is, gas. Gas is relatively. It's oil and coal that's the harmful one. The gas is pretty chill. The
0: only, only thing is called cars. Russia.
3: Yeah, well we have quite a lot of in the North Sea, don't we? It's
0: not one. Well. Not enough to compare to Russia. Yeah. yeah, but there are these
2: things called cars that although we may not have used any to power our homes, we the power our cars a lot. Of Hybrid. Cars. AI-driven cars. I mean, hybrids still use petrol. Yeah, but... N- but anyway, I think... Much. I think we're kind of moving away from the topic, but in my notes, I've done, in brackets, that goddamn Lloyd's advert, and that's kind of... My opinion of... I hate Christmas adverts. I hate adverts that pretend to be, like, really uplifting, and it's just someone tries to sell you insurance. So, like, especially Christmas adverts. Recently, over the last couple of years, Christmas adverts have become a very... Well, I mean, I just ignore them, but some people are quite sort of interested in, oh, what's the next John Lewis advert, what's the next mm. whatever advert for Christmas. And whereas in reality, they're just doing that to try and sell you more things. So do people think that that is a good thing? Do people think that's a bad thing, that advertising has become more socially acceptable? Like YouTube, just even walking around, going websites and everything, advertising is just an accepted thing. Like people accept, oh, someone's going to try and be
1: selling me something at every single moment of the day. I personally <laughs> love the John Lewis advert. <laughs> It is a great advert, and anyone who dislikes but it, But they just want to sell you. The Lloyd, the I Lloyd's, want to
2: buy a piano. That, that Lloyd's
3: advert, Peter's one, Max's one. That Lloyd's advert is so good. No, but it makes mm.
2: you so emotional, and there's art, there's horses, there's some music. It's yeah, really nice. Don't... Have you tried opening a bank
3: account with us? Such an anti climax I can look past the bank because I actually have a bank account because I'm a responsible money user. So do I. That Lloyd's advert, I look, I can look past the banking. I think it's actually just a very nice advert. The be... John Lewis advert. I've seen bits of it, and it's just a little bit too CGI. It's, it's, it's oh, trying a bit hard. It is. It, it, it's not self-depreciating.
2: Yeah. It's also with Super Bowl adverts. How like people look forward to the Super Bowl advert of. No, but to be fair, kind. you do
3: get some big trailers in there.
2: Yeah, you do. But is that is that a good thing? Because I don't think it should be. I don't think people like society. I don't think people should have conversations about adverts. I'm like, oh, did you see that advert? It was really good. Like, Why not? It can become part of the it's like a degrade. It's Degradation? Yeah. Degrading.
0: Degrading. Degra- oh, yeah. So, oh, is, degradation. is it degradation? Yeah. Degradation. Whatever yeah. the
2: word is, it's doing that to society. It's like we're moving away from actually, you know, talking about uh, things that matter and it's talking about oh, do you see that advert? It was good, it was good. I didn't like the CGI. But you oh, are but you are of
3: course a neutral host. Yeah, that's
2: me. I don't have an opinion.
1: <laughs> it's possible to appreciate how well made something is. You know? Just it, because it's not a medium that is, you're not happy with, doesn't mean that it is bad or is not worthy of attention. So are you calling adverts a medium so, of art? The Tide ads from the last year's Super Bowl oh, were, were very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed discussing them. I enjoyed the memes about them. Good advert. I enjoyed the John Lewis advert because it makes me smile.
3: Lu- no.
0: Sorry mm. for having a heart and liking <laughs> things that make me happy. You're a corporate sheep. The issue is, the reason it makes you smile is because it's gone through 18 different committees, four psychologists, and they have tailored it to exactly, like, get that receptor. Am I going
3: to buy more John Lewis products this Christmas? No. Have I got 10 minutes of internal happiness and joy? Yes. Are, across the
0: country, now 10% more John Lewis products going to be bought? Possibly. Yeah. Is that good for? Is that good for
3: our high street and moving power away to monopoly brands like Amazon? Also, yes. However, so will. What do you prefer, online monopolies such as Amazon, or the preservation of bricks and mortar high street retailers?
0: Online, online monopolies won't go away. I've, no matter how good your adverts are, that's not going to solve that. And when dodging the question, I like that. Well, it, <laughs> you're great. John Lewis are getting more things now. Another massive company that's slightly more responsible is getting good things. Uh, I. It's one of those... And then John Lewis will be taking away revenue from smaller high street shops because high street... small You, high don't, street you, shops you don't tend to go to an independent
3: and think, ah, oh, this would be better than John Lewis. Well,
0: know. it's one of those things of... Great that John Lewis make more money themselves. they're just targeting very specifically groups of people to make money. And that is the view, sort of the lens through which I view it all. Is It's just a cynical money-making game. That's the only, reason, the only reason they're cheerful Christmas adverts is because it makes them more money. Yeah. If it didn't, they wouldn't do it.
2: On topic, well, on what Theo said earlier about um, committees and how the advert's
0: just gone through a little
2: committee so though... That's what I said. It... What Will said. Although it may seem that there is a heart behind it. There's not really. And that's the... Uh, was it the little advert that got banned? What was the green... The one that banned? Oh, the palm oil one. was Iceland. Iceland yeah. Iceland, yeah. That was so political. They definitely knew it was going to get banned because it's sponsored uh, no, by, no, No, no. It no, it's sponsored by Greenpeace and you can't... That's against advertising standards that you can't be sponsored or made by a
3: well, political I organisation. Can, oh, I mean, maybe... I don't know whether you can... And it's a hard charge to... To throw at someone they intended it to I'm going to say banned.
2: they knew it would because it would get them more it would get them more publicity getting an advert bans than having an advert on TV and two parts of this is they're only following the anti-palm oil because it's about it's the next big trend in sort of conservation and whatever is getting rid of palm oil so it's only PR they're not actually it's just PR means they're not actually trying to make the world a better place they're just trying to make more money and they've used this consum- this um societal thing of talking about adverts more because if no one talks about adverts, it wouldn't matter if it got banned. The fact they got banned and people can't see it, people have talked about it more, they make more money.
3: Do you know the key reason though that they have been persuaded, as you said, they've been persuaded they decided the next big thing is anti-palm oil. The key reason that they've been persuaded to do that is because activists, shoppers, and a, a, a growing economic demographic, so millennials get a lot of flack but they are more willing to shop more princip- in a more principled manner to shops, places and buy products that align with their uh, environmentally friendly, ethical viewpoint, they are now showing they are able to persuade firms to produce more ethically, to produce with the best environmental standards, to pay their workers uh, more, more wages, to market their products in a more eco-friendly manner. If you're talking about economic profit, that can be used and that is increasingly being used against firms. People are not shopping at firms that treat their consumers badly. You've got an ethical company in the form of Lush, which is heavily branded as fighting animal testing. Okay, pretty big firm.
2: I suppose so. However, I think you are taking the opinions
3: of a vocal minority. And which are vo- they're vocal. That's the thing. They're vocal. They're not. They're vocal enough to make firms change, make serious decisions about how they market and produce their
2: products but not all, all firms do that you see like clothing that was a few years ago about how clothing manufacturers exploit their workers so you'd have i can't remember any brands that do this off the top of my head But lots and
0: lots of primark did this yeah yeah,
2: yeah primark still do to be fair yeah yeah but so you've got primark and h&m i think they're kind of like the worst of exploiting you know workers and everything but then there were obviously shops that were like okay we're going to pay our workers a lot of money hasn't really changed anything in the long run all it is is a good PR boost in the short run that will um, make this vocal minority who really care about it be like, oh, we're going to shop there. And no, and other people aren't really going to care. It's going to increase the goodwill of a company. However, how much the average person really willing to spend more money on it? Because of oh, a oh, consumerist oh. culture where they want more for less. Real quick,
3: before Will says something, I'll tell you what has changed, is that 100 or 200 or how many workers in sweatshops in Southeast Asia have just been paid a higher wage that's um, a pretty decent change but i'm voice. an impar-
2: that'll be bad i'm an impartial
0: host so i can't lose but the fact that sweatshops were operating at such low wages to begin with has and a lot still to do are. with fine profit margins exactly and it's the other thing of yes sure people can buy things because they feel more principled about them but that's not going to stop 80 percent of people 90 percent of people getting everything through amazon and it's one of those things of great, there are small profit incentives if you're a niche company to go, yes we are green, this is our thing, this is our shtick, we can roll with that. But if you're Amazon, do they care that they get terrible PR from not paying their workers? Because that PR probably isn't enough to stop enough people buying things for it to make them worth paying their workers. It's more effective for them to produce expensive adverts which make people feel good get lots of lawyers in to keep minimum wages low and make sure that all these lawsuits kind of disappear or they can just pay people off when they need to, rather than um, increasing the minimum wage of their workers across the world. For them, the economic in- incentives would have to be enormous due to the nature of their business, that you'd have to somehow convince essentially the entire world to only buy um, good items from Amazon and even then Amazon is still making money. Well, well so, the problem you
3: have is that Amazon obviously not the uh, we're talking about the rivalry the subs because you've got Amazon you've got John Lewis you've got bricks and mortar high street retailers you've got online retailers so activists uh, our minds are split across various retailers at the moment there's too many injustices too many um, concerns going on in the retail industry to be to be thinking about across too many different branches as online retail begins to become more consolidated I I guarantee you that suddenly people will be looking, mass media will be looking more closely at Amazon, but as one of the, it more so than it already is, because Amazon will be one of the few, I'm not quite sure how to phrase it, in the same way that we would want to shop at John Lewis once a month full of our, our, our our luxury items, people now do the same for Amazon. And so suddenly there will be a lot more people consistently on Amazon, even more than already are, and so people will be forced to look more closely at Amazon seriously about these problems. And then Amazon will be forced to take PR
0: action in the same way. But only if it's affecting their bottom line. And the thing is with Amazon is they're big enough and global enough that you'd have to have an entire, sort of the Western world as a whole, as consumers, would have to say no, we will not buy this because you are exploiting your workers, you're doing this. And but I don't think, I don't think f- far, I far, f- far too much to expect. Yeah. Because, I, but we, sorry?
2: Um, the thing you were saying about uh, it Amazon don't have to deal with it yet. There was a case quite recently about um, how Amazon workers didn't want to take toilet Ooh, breaks yes. or something. And that was like, you know, that was headlines, front page news. And it's gone now. No one really knows about it. And I guarantee all four of us have brought something from Amazon since that article came out.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't actually see that, to be fair. Oh,
2: I,
1: I think I saw an update on it, and it was still exactly the same thing. People yeah. were taking bottles even, with them. It'll be even worse over Christmas,
2: but we still do it. Cause they're
3: scared she, of... Well, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Because media attention can't be distracted between a lot of these firms. and As online retail consolidates, media attention will be more focused on online retail. And as you say, it only takes a vocal minority max it only takes a local minority to make that change so it's not going to need to be all the western world and because their profit margins are so thin they're making losses consistently across the board still to keep their prices so low that actually it doesn't take that many it did not take that high proportion of consumers to stop shopping there for them to need to reconsider the long term
0: but but the issue is I, I personally don't think consumers as a whole unless they all act as one mind in one way could ever stop Amazon Amazon is too big to fail in that way I think Amazon. The only way you take down something like that is either the US or the EU. Now, where announced. have we heard the phrase "too big to fail" before? And how did that end? Well, Amazon. It, Amazon, as a nature of the business, is so insanely profitable and so diverse. In Amazon, now do everything, but it's not it doing it very, very well. Not not a lot of. Them. They're, they're not one thing about uh,
3: Cloud computing. They're losing to Oracle and Microsoft. But that's not. Streaming thing. television. They're losing to Netflix. Uh, they swear, okay, on, on who has watched an Amazon Prime show consistently
0: over yeah. Me, I just think? finished
2: watch. it was trash but I Yeah, that's TV. the thing,
0: it's ru- they're rubbish But
3: so is everything
2: on Netflix like.
0: And the issue is, Amazon has a, an ecosystem Almost in the same way, it's not quite to the extent of Google But if you're using Amazon Prime Then Amazon Prime Video is a logical choice I just
2: want to say one thing to Theo Lord of the Rings TV show coming out is next oh, year. Oh, no, that's Your true. entire point no. down the drain. I'm going to have to
3: buy Amazon Prime just to watch that. That's so painful.
1: I spend a majority of my time on media consumption is watching Twitch, which is Amazon. Is it? Yeah. They, okay. have, they own literally everything and they own it well. And I, for one, welcome our Amazon
0: overlords. Amazon often feel less egregious than Google to many people, which is really odd in the online world, because Google, everyone kind of just thinks, right, they're reading everything, everything they know all this. It's exactly the same with Amazon, but Amazon hasn't had that perception tied to them. Well, no, because that's
3: because the media hasn't yet done done a broadside on them. We've had isolated articles about their working conditions, but as far as consumerist culture goes, they're not yet a victim,
0: per se. And can I also say that actually Amazon is the biggest cloud infrastructure? Um, okay, they've fallen thought... this year. They they have yeah. fallen. The others have gained, but they're still thirty three percent to Microsoft's <laughs> thirteen te- uh, percent. Okay. But what's what, Oracle? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're the so Google pressure. is um, to, at six percent and Oracle that right. isn't even. On they the don't graph. really do math. Is that commercial computing. or well? This is cloud infrastructure. This is things like AWS. Um, uh, Azure, is that how you say it? Services from Microsoft, yeah, that kind Azure. of thing. Google Cloud Compute, I don't think that's the name for it, but something like that. Mm, I'm um, going to double check on that one,
3: if that's what I was
0: and, and it's one of those things where, because Amazon is so diversified, and because their profit margins can be so low and they still make so much money, because it doesn't matter that they only make a tiny percent of money on each thing they sell, because they are selling hundreds of thousands, millions of things a day, all over the world, and they are the go-to place. To but to almost be- all operating on the tiniest of profit
3: margins, or a loss, which they're subsidizing from their cloud computing line.
0: Well, they can subsidize it from their billions and billions and billions they hold in a bank somewhere, and
3: well, no, because they've been making losses and thin profit margins from their inception. They only make profits. They only make profits from their cloud computing, which then finances, like actual profits, super normal profits, we call them, from their cloud computing, which then goes into financing $1 billion Lord of the Rings series. But, well, this
2: is a great conversation on advertising, everybody. I'll let, <laughs> I'll let Peter say what he's going to say, and then we should start wrapping it, up.
1: But, I mean, at this point, we're so invested in Amazon. If, Amazon. if Lord Bezos decided to up the price by a couple pounds on whatever... I wouldn't even notice.
3: I wouldn't bat my eyes. I would keep right, buying was, Amazon. Yeah, but that's because we do live in a moderately wealthy area. We've also established that you are a corporate sheep. <laughs> I am.
1: I love the... I was massively affected by that Iceland advert. <laughs> I loved it. I watched it, like, several times, like, on my own volition. <laughs> like, I like adverts. P- okay? people,
3: people on lower incomes will go back to shops.
1: I don't think people will. I yeah, think, they will.
3: The, look, the, the price elasticity consumerism is... Consumerism. High? yes yes it's
1: very elastic
2: the way it's the Very elastic. Store.
3: yeah seriously it's not it, if, if, if a product is depending on how the proportion of the overall cost if a product is a few quid cheaper in
0: stores we are likely to buy it in stores the, the convenience outweighs this in many of the cases i will happily pay an extra 10 quid on a 50 quid item if it means it comes and to the it could be like a oh dollar be or like
1: 10 it could be 10p more or 50p more it's not sort of thing that people would notice easily. That's or true. Know to compare, That's and it true. can creep over time. And people are consumer sheeps like me, who love adverts, who love Amazon.
3: Yeah, that you Bring are. Bring on the weird. end of the
1: world. <laughs> I'll have all my shiny boxes to go with it.
2: <laughs> okay, so I reckon should we wrap it up? We're getting very off topic, but I'm just gonna, you know, go through conclusion of everyone's argument. Has Peter changed his mind again? I don't
0: know. Will. What do you find, find closing statements I think it's inevitable there's nothing we can do about it but it's a bad thing and eventually we're all, it's all going to kill us all in a very indirect manner. There you go. That's my opinion. Okay Peter I've changed I don't know if I've changed all <laughs>
1: my. I don't know I like adverts. I like buying things. I like getting things. I like people being happy. I don't like thinking about the end of the world so consumerism that was a That's very a that was a very
2: unenthusiastic thumbs up there. Okay, and Theo... Peter's stupid. Closing statement. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay, nice. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, I suppose this is Christmas one, isn't it? Merry Christmas. Uh, Hope you don't... Will hopes you don't get anything you want and hopes, you know, you get food and water and that's it. Um... Um, but from the rest of us we hope you have a good Christmas thank you very much for listening we hope you enjoyed it and I'm going to pass it over to Theo to plug the Twitter um,
0: actually I've, I've changed the tag and I've forgotten it so I'm actually going to check it out right I can tell you the email though because I was still his first role so he can google our Twitter account it's poorly informed discussion at gmail.com um, all lowercase a, all lowercase send us a message Theo might read it the rest of us haven't looked at that gmail it. account in about six months but he keeps it tabs on endings that's all good so now I'm going to pass over to Theo for the Twitter the
3: Twitter is at informed poorly Um, obviously if you hashtag poorly informed podcast we also keep an eye on that it'd be great to hear from you as well we do like getting feedback keeping in touch uh, with you guys but as Max said thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful Christmas and we'll be back for a new year episode and also a very special episode after the new year which we're very much looking forward to
0: it may or may not get released depending on how terrible it is Happy holidays. So that. look forward to that. You're just going to have to edit that. I out. personally do oh, no, I was it. going to talk.
1: Yeah, but you coughed, so I stole it. I personally <laughs> love the John <laughs> Lewis advert.